1: turned out really nice it was kind of overcast this morning uh it's been chilly all day i had to drive down to hernando I had to drive some stuff off with my son and uh, another friend's house and uh so i had a nice little drive this morning it was fun to, just to get out away from the city for a little bit get into the country see wildlife and um then come back and uh There was uh, some excitement this morning. Shelby County Sheriff's Office was involved in a shooting in Raleigh. Uh, After an attempted murder suspect out of Germantown, uh, there was a car chase that ensued, and uh, he ended up crashing uh, near an Amazon uh, facility um, in Raleigh. After the Sheriff's Office uh, chased him, witnesses said they came into this cove going about 80 miles an hour and piled into the back of an Amazon truck. Um, so they were trying to stop him near this new Allen road area. And, uh, as soon as the guy crashed into the back of the Amazon truck, he, he jumps out, pulls out his guns, starts blazing away. Uh, did he say? he heard about three shots, then, uh, he stepped behind the truck to make sure he get shot. And then he started hearing the rest of the shooting. And that was the deputy he said a word of advice, uh, for any of you potential, uh, felons out there don't one number one don't run from the police that really pisses them off and number two they're good shots they they actually train they go to the shooting range and have to qualify uh on a regular basis these are not the people that you shoot your gun sideways uh, with your hand (laughs) tilted sideways and shoot over the tops of cars and between your legs i mean these guys are good now, they shot him, uh, I don't know how many times yet, but they loaded him up and took him to Region 1, where he later expired. I'm not sure with any of the details of the attempted murder in Germantown, but that'll all come out. I just wanted you to be aware that Shelby County Sheriff's Office, uh, they know what they're doing, and uh, I just highly advise not to uh, get into a conflict with them, because you will lose <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Rudy Giuliani, you know, he's, uh, he got a judgment against him for $145 million for the two, um, poll workers that were seen sliding a suitcase out from under a table. And he, he alluded to the fact that they were, that was votes that they were moving around. <laughs> <laughs> so they sued him for slander and, and defamation of character and whatever else they could come up with. And they got a jury out of Atlanta to, uh more than 100. This is three times what they even asked for. Now you need some more. So they gave him $145 million. uh, And I was thinking at the time, I said, I don't know what Rudy's going to do. I said, I bet he goes bankrupt. Well, today (laughs) it it was announced that Rudy has pulled the plug and has now is seeking bankruptcy protection. And what that will mean is uh, they will settle up with all his debtors and all the people that he had that he owed money to before these ladies got in line they'll pay them off with whatever funds he has that are available. And then they'll get whatever's left. And, uh, then that's pretty much it. So my advice to anybody that ever is thinking about suing somebody <laughs> try to settle it out of court before they have a chance to disperse their income. Uh, and it's not like the government, the government has reach back capabilities. If they think that you had money before and then you, uh, you peddled it off to relatives and sold stuff, they have the ability to reach back and get it. I don't think um, in a lawsuit like that, they have the reach back capability. It could be wrong, but <laughs> we'll follow that and see what happens. Mike Adamson is in the studio with me. Of course, Mike is an um, independent businessman. He used to be an independent businessman in the sales department here at uh, K-Web.
2: I did. I did. Some fun years.
1: We had some great years. In fact, I said it was down in near Hernando today where Bob Dickey used to live. Right. Uh-huh. Drove up by his, um, his street. Where his uh, lovely wife, I'm sure, still lives. He passed away a few years ago. But I was one of the, the finest gentlemen that I ever met.
2: Sure was. And you know what? I always enjoyed kind of just sitting down and talking. He always had a story. He did. And you think, is that really true? And it was. <laughs> well, because he had such an
1: interesting life. He yeah. did so many interesting things. He was the he was a Shelby County Sheriff's right. Deputy. In fact, he was the one that started the K-9 unit. Uh, there wasn't a police K-9 unit or a sheriff's office K-9 unit when he joined the force. And he had the first K-9 dog and lived right. at
2: home with he and his family and his, his boys that grew up. And uh, one of them, I think, is a sheriff's deputy now. I believe so. I, I believe you're correct. And I still follow Karen a little bit on on Facebook, so you get to see her smiling face. And yeah. we actually bought bought his old house. You did? Yeah. Over on Over uh, off of Germantown uh, Parkway, uh, right? Yes. And uh, – so we we still get mail for uh, for dear Bob, but yeah. and you kind of usually know that, that you know since so it's been several years that, he that love <laughs>
1: letters that <could> come in.
2: <laughs> well, I haven't got the I haven't opened any of them, but uh, but uh, he, great great guy he, he really was, was, and and uh, it, we, we, we need more people like him that's for sure. We do, the, and
1: the thing is he uh, he touched so many lives, and uh, he thoroughly enjoyed going out and selling because selling to him was not really selling. He was just going out and helping people. Talk, which, talk, is, which yeah. is what you do with your job because you sell all kinds of stuff you go into a business that uh what do you order from a company on a regular basis i can get it for you cheaper mm-hmm. faster better
2: it, you know it's amazing with just building a relationship with, with with somebody that that take then it takes care of everything when i think per, you know, going back to even bob when you go in there with just the purpose of selling something most of the time you walk out not selling something you, you got you got to you got to try to help them Got to provide something, and then when you can gain a rapport with them, then they start listening to you when you want to want want them to buy something.
1: Well, I think the whole thing is it really is relationship based. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you do anything. Why do you go to the stores you go to? Because a they got something there that you yeah. want, but they treat you good there.
2: And I, I tell you something, I I really enjoy it is when I'm talking to somebody, and, and and as I start talking, you can tell they're just going, oh gosh, another you know, salesman. They're kind of giving that glazed eye mm-hmm. look, leaning back in their chair. And then as you start telling them what you do or what you can do for them. How they just start kind of leaning into you, and they start it, nodding. Yeah, and soon, soon as that's they that's a tip doing, off right yeah.
1: there. They're going, okay, yeah. yeah.
2: And and when they start doing that, then I, I kind of know that things going to go well. Doesn't mean that every time you're going to get a sale there, but at least you kind of you know they'll start opening up, telling you something, and uh and, and see what's going on. And I enjoy that. And I, I was going to say, you know, as we were talking about Bob, I'm going to give him a little kudos here. I mean, when I first started here, I I, I had only been in Memphis for about six months, if that. And, uh, I remember he'd go out for breakfast with me about once a week. And, uh, one, we always did a little devotional, which I I enjoyed that. Then he would just kind of just start telling you about different people he talked to. He's not, he was giving you sales tips, but not saying, Hey, this is what what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just just telling a story and, you know, is almost always going, okay, do I need to buy now? (laughs) But, uh, but good guy. Just, uh, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Well, he's. Uh, I just thought about him as I drove by there, but I think of him often because he, he uh, is, and, and that's the way I look at they are. I never uh, take anybody out of my cell phone when, when phone numbers show, yeah. if they pass. Here's what I'm going through. I'm scanning through, looking for a number. I like seeing their name still there. It makes yeah. you remember them. Yeah. And uh, as long as people remember you,
2: you're always still here. Yeah. And, you know, it's another thing. Death is never fun. Nobody enjoys it, but in reality that's our ultimate goal you know we want to go to heaven or i do anyway and uh but it is nice it is part of the process <laughs> for me it's a very important part of the process yeah. but it is nice when you when you're going through something like that to you know the numbers and you see that and that's that's what it's supposed to be you know a memory comes up and, and you, you think of something good and i wish more uh uh Funerals would kind of be like that. Let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about you know what was going on and make is, good memories.
1: Which is what I always do because I give a, a lot of eulogies. I did it to spoke at uh, Bob's funerals.
2: Oh, right that's Bob. right. Yep.
1: And uh, I, I always speak of them uh, in what they did and how they impacted me and how they made me laugh, made me smile, enjoyed being around them. Uh, that's a gift you give people. Yep. And uh, it's something that they never forget because think of many people you can't wait to get away from. <laughs>
2: But we still remember them, right?
1: Yeah, but not kindly. It's sort of like this individual. Uh, uh, you're a big Barbara Streisand fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. i
2: got a couple of CDs in the car. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, she uh, is uh, freaks at media for focusing on Biden's age. She says that they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Say that again. Freaking out over the media, oh. talking about Biden's age, because apparently she's the same age as, as the president. <laughs> and she said, let's see the next time Trump, can ride a bicycle. Is, both, is that a
2: challenge she's doing to him, or
1: I think she thinks that uh, Trump can't ride a bike, but if you notice, Joe can't either. He I, I, crashed.
2: On a, it'd be a little scary for Joe on a bike, I think.
1: <laughs> Joe went down onto the Air Force Academy stage at graduation, if you'll recall. That's right. Back yeah. to the summer. But both Joe Biden, and Barbara Streisand are 81 years old, but only one is showing signs of a significant cognitive decline. Memory. <laughs> Like the goes on my mind. Keep, barbara, go, keep going i can't remember everybody just turned off barbara streisand is performing um, diaper duty again for biden's re-election campaign hitting out against the news media for its growing focus on the president's age that biden is the oldest serving president in u.s history the media constantly talks about biden's age and the hollywood star complained on x on tuesday but trump is only three years younger she then bizarrely brought up bicycle riding without noting <laughs> Biden's humiliating incident last year which he fell off his bike in front of cameras. Did that happen? I don't watch TV. <laughs> Biden's embarrassing bicycle mishap served as a metaphor for his presidency until another more humiliating incident took over. His uh, uh, epic faceplant on stage at the Air Force Academy in June. Barbara Streisand is one of Biden's biggest Hollywood cheerleaders. The funny girl star has publicly praised Biden for his honesty, his integrity, his love for country, and his incredible job of turning this economy around.
2: Who's she talking about? Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I always I always get a kick out of when when people make their political decisions based off a movie star. Yeah. Or or or, or a famous person like that because
1: they have no concept of what it's exactly. like to live out here with us <laughs> i saw they had a piece on her on cbs sunday morning news a couple of sundays ago she's got a whole wing of her house dedicated to her, her little doll houses and dolls
2: and Pray yeah. has more money in that doll room <laughs> yeah.
1: she's got a grisk mill on the side of her house that turns around with a little stream that goes nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, she lives uh in the Marin County up there where Oprah lives has a house That's it. are you telling me that she, she in any way shares any of the problems we face on a daily basis like paying for
2: anything they're they're, they're definitely on a a, a different uh, scale in life yeah and plus all the things that they probably get free because of who they are let alone how much money that they make but um do you have a windmill or anything like that around your house
1: I got a little creek uh, that goes into my little fish pond in the back it's, is it similar uh well it's uh it's got water and they're rocks <laughs> <laughs> kind of same but different <laughs> hot but the hawk's got all my fish so i don't even have any fish in there so.
2: you you were sitting out there on the patio i saw on facebook uh the other day It was a little chilly the other night oh i have i have gear I have that's more good weather gear do you have a little you need to get one of those little propane uh, i do I have oh a, you have a, yeah i've
1: got one that I, used to come with these little five pound uh, little green canisters but I modified it. Now I hook it up to a 20-pound canister. Nice. And uh, I'm good to go.
2: Now you can stay out there for two days.
1: <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back, and we're going to talk uh, a little bit about sports and a lot of a lot of things. There's some games tonight, bowl games That's and right. um, NFL games. We'll talk about that and uh, the bowl games coming up. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Uh, thursday afternoon got a big nfl game tonight i you know i was listen. i don't know if you listen to this uh pat McAvee guy that's yep. on esp used to be
2: the punter for the colts he did
1: and uh the guy's really good
2: oh he's quite funny actually he really is
1: hey, well but he really knows his stuff yeah. I, I listen to a lot of sports guys and they get so technical that you kind of go your guys glaze over and i mean i like sports i'm not a fanatic i mean my team loses the cowboys i go well they lost.
2: Yeah, you get up and go to work yeah. the next year.
1: Yeah, day. yeah. they don't put any money in my bank account, no <laughs> matter what. But um, but he's he's informative and he's uh, has a lot of he had Nick Saban on today. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of people on. Uh, he's ba- he's actually based out of Baltimore.
2: That it, that part I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah because yeah.
1: it's not New York. I'm not in, somewhere in the the Midwest. And uh, but he has uh, has all these people Skype in the way I used to do on my show yep. uh, when I did it from home and so it's uh they have a lot of different folks on and they get on there and they really talk honestly about how they feel about things and it's just uh i think they were talking about the the uh portal uh, the college football portal yeah <laughs> where they're able to transfer portal tra- yeah, tra- to go to other teams like the uh the guy that's at texas who was the number two guy this murphy guy who's uh played in a couple of games this past year did really well and then you got arch manning right behind him as right. a freshman and now they're going into the sec plus they're playing the national championship games
2: texas, uh, texas. is texas is i part, didn't know that yes
1: because, well you were too busy watching notre dame lose see good comeback by the way
2: <laughs> and <laughs> keep going
1: but they're playing washington and then uh alabama in michigan is playing michigan and the winner of those two will play each other so he could have a shot at uh, the national championship if, Anything happens to this Ewers guy that's uh, the, the number one quarterback. And um, so it's a big move for him. But so th- this Murphy is uh, going go to go uh, out in the, the transfer portal. And who can pick him up? Well, USC said they might be interested. So, And you want to get out there early. And that's why right. he did it before the championships because people are looking for people. You want to get out there and get it. But what it's doing is setting up this whole domino effect, whereas if you're a college, and you're a college coach. You probably get three years to make good, or they're going to fire you. Exactly. And so, if you're not doing too well, and you need a quarterback. Are you going to take a risk on some high school guy who maybe even be the hottest um, high school guy in the country, right? But he still hadn't come to college yet, or take a guy who's a sophomore who's actually proved himself. Little season under the yeah. quarterback, I could get him now, and uh, but then what that does it takes that scholarship away from some freshman our high school coming into the yep. college scene. Um, and then the other thing is the money aspect of it, because all these college kids can now make money. Yeah. And that's the other incentive. But then they were talking about a lot of these guys make the transfer and they say they have all these deals in place and they get there and they find out, well, we didn't, we hadn't signed off on that yet. <laughs> and they're finding out the real business side of all this while right. they're still in college because before you didn't have to worry about that until you started doing contracts and personal appearance things and sponsoring things when you get into the pros. So it really has changed the whole dynamics of sports.
2: Oh, definitely. And I I think from a a coaching standpoint, you start building your team. you got, you know, three quarterbacks and, you know, two running backs or whatever. So you kind of lay off that area for just a little bit to then have focus on the line. Then all of a sudden your number two quarterback leaves. You you may not know what's the big deal. He's number two. But your number two is just waiting. I mean, he's a tick away from being number one. And uh, but I think it has a big impact on on the teams. And then you know when you're talking about NIL money, I, I just saw an article today about uh, the Manning boy making three point about three point two million dollars on yeah. the NIL. And, and he's, he's making a freshman. Yeah, and he's not even playing. He's making more than oh, the the uh, 49ers quarterback uh, Purdy. I can't think of his first name. Um He's making. Uh, Two and a half million more as a a rookie quarterback, yeah, (laughs) and it's it's just pretty amazing. I I think it's, I almost makes me think that more guys will start sticking around, maybe in college a little bit longer. Um, But you know, it's it's definitely changed the game. Then,
1: well, what it's going to do is going to make those freshmen, uh, those rookies that are coming in to sign. If you're coming out of college
2: making two million, you think you're going to sign for a million? No. Well, the the NFL has a minimum contract now. When when you're first, you know, all the first round draft picks get x amount of dollars, so that you know it's not really negotiable like it used to be. Um, but they're making more as a college player than they're coming in to be a freshman. And, but that's what I'm saying.
1: So they're they're coming in. They they're saying, I'm not going to play for oh, that. Yeah. And that may be the the norm for now. But when they start coming out it's said, like, I can't take the cut and pay.
2: Yeah. And then the next part, it just blows my mind. It. Like, just using uh, Arch Manning again, getting that much money from people. And and, and really, what are those businesses getting from that? I, I don't know. I, you know if, I guess if you have the money, I guess you can spend it the way you want.
1: Well, they're getting money for the things like their jersey number. Mm-hmm. And so at the, the University of Te- Texas bookstore right there in Guadalupe, there across from the campus, you go there and buy Texas jerseys, and, and that's the hottest jersey they got going now. Mm-hmm. Helmets, jerseys. He gets a cut from everything that got his number or name on it. Wow. And that's where the money's come from. It's not like they're just saying, "I hope people like my stuff." <laughs> um, so it's a it is a, a way for the them, and which I don't argue they should be getting. They're the ones that are going out there and putting their bodies on the
2: line. Oh right, and I, I, I definitely think they sh- they deserve something. I don't know that they deserve three point two million dollars, but you know we're free enterprise system so yeah
1: i mean you know if somebody would give me 3.9 to put my name on it i'd certainly take it i'd,
2: I'd let him hit me pretty hard for 3.2 million I'd let
1: them hit me twice <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back so it was- And thank you very much, and welcome back. Uh, you know, next Friday, a week from tomorrow. Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl. Iowa, Iowa State versus University of Memphis. Uh, kick off at 2.30. And what do I hold in my hands right here, Mike?
2: You've got two tickets to the ballgame. Dos tickets. Amundo.
1: And um, we're going to take the third caller. All you got to do is call area code 901-260 five nine two six and you will have two tickets uh, they're on row 40 section 115 seat 29 and 30 good section lucky
2: seats yes and you know what when you get free tickets to a football game you can't go wrong no
1: and uh, because these are worth 75 bucks a piece right there so you're already ahead of the game hey and they'll, they'll get to see me i'll be down on the sidelines All you'll be on the sidelines i'm gonna be there i'm not sure where my tickets are i'm going with some of my friends from the sheriff's office uh, but all you got to do is call two six zero five nine two six, and uh, we'll have two tickets here. You can come by and pick them up, and uh, all you got to do is uh, give us a ring-a-ding-ding, and uh, you'll be sitting in the stands. The weather's supposed to be a lot like today.
2: Uh-huh. It's about, almost exactly like today. Like you said, today, it started out a little kind of gloomy, but it's pretty nice out there right now for December
1: 21st. Yep. And uh, so it's—I'm— uh, we're going to go. The kickoff is at two thirty. They got some kind of a big hootenanny uh, in the building across from the, the big
2: lip- big tent. To have dinner and yep. stuff in there. They band got all playing. kinds
1: yeah. of food stuff and uh, and uh, adult beverages. And then uh, then the game. And so and it'll be over because there'll be a bunch of bowl games that night. Yeah. In fact, uh, some of the big. I think the Rose Bowl is that night. Is it not?
2: I think that's on Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's on Saturday. Okay. I could be wrong, but. You're smarter than me, Earl, so you probably know, or I could be looking when you're talking. I could be
1: absolutely wrong. I I was once before. It's been a long time ago, but I was wrong at one time.
2: You know, the the big tent where they have, you know, you can go and get food and drinks and stuff before the ballgame. Obviously, great atmosphere, and they break it up. They'll have a Memphis side and Iowa State side. Um, Working the ballgame, we get to go in there, and you'll have your referee pants on. So everybody starts thinking you're the real referees for the ball game, uh-huh. it, and it, it gets interesting. You know, people's trying to say fun things, um, but I wouldn't want to walk in there after the game. No,
1: that's why the <laughs> they take them out with a police escort. That's right. Usually we get to follow them right, right yeah. with that. It's now kind of everybody funny. loves the referees after a game. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at a post by uh, Valerie Calhoun. It says, if you haven't been to the Peabody Hotel, Lansky Brothers, or the Rendezvous this holiday season, make it a new tradition. What a beautiful heart of our city. The place, the people, and the vibe. Jason D. Williams, Jennifer Williams, Hal Lansky, are jewels in that crown. And she's got a shot of the lobby with the incredible uh, Christmas tree they put up in the lobby. Uh, And it shows uh, she's got some kind of a beverage with a little duck floating around in it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I'd drink one of those. Uh, And then a family shot in front of the, the fountain where the ducks are. And uh, another shot out in front of Lansky Brothers. And then um, they're at the rendezvous. And you can tell that by the antique rifles on the wall and the <laughs> checkerboard uh, tablecloths. Uh, but the rendezvous is a – and even the, the the Burgos family who owns the rendezvous will tell you, this may not be the best barbecue in Memphis, but there's no better experience.
2: Oh, the, the atmosphere is just totally yeah. awesome. And the, and the service you get from those guys is just totally awesome.
1: And you know, it, you might not have been down there for years, and uh, I walked down there. I was downtown the other day, and I went and got a brisket sandwich, which is really good. They really <laughs> do a good job of brisket. And I walked down there, and there was, hey, Mr. Farrell, how you doing? And I went, man. <laughs> how do you guys remember? <laughs> you guys, obviously, you guys don't drink. <laughs> but uh, do get down, and check, <laughs> downtown's all decorated up, and uh, there's Patrick Jeans uh, with John Elkinson, uh And... Uh, it's just a, it's a fun place downtown. We're very fortunate. We've got a great downtown,
2: very iconic. There's no other downtown like it in, in the world. And uh, it, a lot of memories down there. I, I enjoy going downtown. Great place. I mean, awesome places to eat. They're all local places. Um, it's just a fun environment. Um, you just gotta be careful. <laughs> now you just got back from what, where'd you go? Colorado. We, my Deborah and I went out. To, it was our eleventh uh, anniversary. Went out to Colorado. Went to a stayed in a town called Salida, Ohio, or Colorado. I, I, ben, ben, my good friend uh, Ben, because he used to live in Salida. Oh, beautiful little town. I yeah. Mean, um, we absolutely loved it. Went out there. We we went uh, we went snowmobiling. Um, we were actually going to go on a, a dog sled ride. Um, but they uh, but they canceled it and I have no idea why they canceled it but dogs were tired <laughs> I guess so but I, I was actually looking forward to that because you get to interact with the dogs I'm, I'm sure that they when they let me drive the dog sled that the dogs knew it was going going on regardless of what I did and uh, but it, it was just a neat town um we had fun like I said going on the snowmobiles we had uh, um, a good little guide going and uh, follow got to go as fast as you wanted slow as you wanted how fast do those things go uh, like 30 40 miles an hour easily right. I, I i have no idea you they, didn't top end it uh there was a we had one big field where we could go and you'd get going and when you would start hitting those bumps when you were full go it it i didn't say scared me but it, it's sort of like
1: being on the water though yeah, yeah on a boat you'd yeah, you get those waves and it'd beat bounce, you to death.
2: bouncing along and uh but it, it was fun they did a good job of taking you through trails and so do were, you have like a guide yeah there was a guide that took us and he did a good job of taking us through trails where, you know, you're just kind of, you know, putting along a little bit. But they were really tight. I mean, you're going in between trees, weaving in and out. To, then they took you to a field and said, all right, you got about 20 minutes, do whatever you want. And that's, oh, wow. you know, that's when you go as fast as you want, go through some other trails you know, as fast as you want but uh,
1: so, did you fly into denver we
2: flew into denver stayed, stayed a night in denver and then drove over it's to a weird
1: uh airport isn't it oh gosh all <laughs> that stuff the the artwork in there
2: it's a it's a definitely unique it's a way of putting it uh and there's so many people there but yeah um but we actually we got out there and it, the the weather ended up being really good it was about 45 every day i, I know most memphians would say that's nuts but for out there it is it, pretty nice yeah we, the we, sunshine it, and you're warm yeah and, and on the uh, one of the days we just went walking down. The, there had a, a real nice river uh, walk. We went walking down there, and I just had a sweatshirt on. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty nice. That didn't happen in in, in Colorado too often during the winter. But um, was there a lot of snow? Um, there was where we were where we were snowmobiling. We obviously you're up in the mountains. Um, there was a good uh, six eight inch base. I mean strong of that. Then you know, obviously how it drifts or whatever. Um, there was a spot that Deborah stepped in. She thought it was just regular thing. Yeah. <laughs> it came up to about her waist. Oh, wow, <laughs> um, it, it, that scared her a little bit because she wasn't expecting that. But that's the thing. when you're when you're out there with the snowmobile, when you're on the tracks, when it's uh, all smoothed out for you, it's pretty easy. When you go over one of those spots where it's just uh, new snow if it's real deep you'll you'll sink because you, you know the the snowmobile weighs a lot Yeah, you know, it does and uh see so you got that that's it's like a big harley yeah and, and you got to know what you're doing a little bit or, or it can get a little ugly but but we, we 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 absolutely loved it the the outfit that we were with the, the great people um there was only me and deborah and two other couples and uh see so it was just you know small wasn't yeah. you know, like a, you know, a whole bunch of everybody getting in the way that kind of thing and um i'd do it in a heartbeat again and I, I, we're really looking forward to going back. We want to go out there in the spring or uh, early summer. It was absolutely beautiful. The mountains up everywhere. Yeah, it covers snow. Yeah. The snow cap up there. It was, uh, it was pretty neat. We were driving into town um, just after dinner. And it, like I said, it's not like Memphis, but it was a busy town. And uh, three big deer. I mean, humongous. Just so those walking. Blacktail.
1: <laughs> That's why they're not. Those are not white-tailed deer.
2: Yeah, they, and they were just walking right across. Yeah. The he kind of looked at me like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" Because they'll kick your car. Yeah, <laughs> kick you. <laughs> it is my rental car, so it'd have been all right. And but people yeah. don't know this about the,
1: the moose. Yeah, uh, they will. They will attack you, and they will stomp you. And those hooves are huge.
2: Yeah, they they get a little bit meaner, and they're, they're so stinking big.
1: Yeah, and so people. I'm Especially now, because the rut is going on, so deer are very aggressive. And if they, if it's a bale, he thinks you're cornering in on his herd. But he'll
2: they'll get you. I let him have his. I let him have his space. Yeah, but he
1: may not know you've given up. <laughs> <laughs> he, have, he wanted it, to take you down.
2: It was just funny because it is almost. Almost we're, we were driving down a road, not obviously as bu- busy as Poplar, but it was the main road to town, and. and it, Deers just acting like, "Hey, dude, what's up, man?" That's their territory. Yeah, now, these and... other people came from someplace else. <laughs> yeah, just wondering
1: what's happening. Now I know you like uh, cruise. Did you hear about the cruise that came out of somewhere like Nova Scotia or something, and, and they came out and uh, they had some kind of engine problem? All these people were getting off all of the time, but they were all complaining.
2: I know. Um, I know. The, I, I didn't hear that one. I know there was one down at Miami or one of those. Um, they had some uh, fog come in, and the and the boat couldn't uh, leave. It, this one was coming in, so you had people waiting to get on, and the boat coming in, and uh, they they end up having to stay out on uh, out on the water
1: for like, another day or two, whatever. But I thought they had like uh, radar that they
2: could see. I, I, I think they do. There's usually uh, each port is different, so they're going to have their own rules, regulations, which oh. you can, can't do. Um, but I, I'm sure that with their you know their GPS, they could probably just pin it in and it'd take them straight in I, there. But yeah, I think um, so. But they, they, like I said, they had, the, I know the one day they were, um, they just delayed everything by a few hours. So what what you had to happen was people that were coming to get on the boat were there. Then the people that were getting off the boat were there. So it just makes makes a big cluster. But uh, I, I always say, I mean, so many of those boats go out, and it's sure, something's going to go wrong. And, you know, just well, got to I mean, be understanding.
1: People don't understand. If you travel, you got to be ready for anything because mm-hmm. you're traveling. This ain't home. This is not your normal routine, so
2: just be adaptable. And I, I feel strongly when, when something like goes goes wrong, the cruise line doesn't want to go wrong either. No, they don't want to hear you bitching. Exactly. <laughs> it, it it really is funny how people get you know all of a sudden, hey, you owe me this, you owe me a free cruise, you know. Um, but you know, you think about it, you're coming home and you're, hey, I got to be at work tomorrow, and all of a sudden you can't, and
1: you're alive, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't die. All right, now we're gonna take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back on this uh, Thursday afternoon. We did have a winner on the two tickets uh, to the Liberty Bowl, Jerry Templeton. Congratulations, uh, Jerry. And uh, we've got your number, and uh, uh, all you got to do is stop by the station, but they'll be calling you to tell you when you come by and pick them up, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you at the game. You'll see Mike uh, Adamson. He'll be down there in his little referee outfit standing on the
2: sidelines. I'll be down there on the sidelines. I think I am doing the auxiliary down box. So you, you, you stand there with the down on it, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'll be on Memphis' sideline. And when you say auxiliary, why is it auxiliary? Because stand by the guy? Well, the, uh, the main chains are on the visitor side, and the auxiliary is just more just for TV, and for, really so the players then also know where the first down marker is on the other side of the field.
1: So you're just uh, the backup?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. You just stand there, and you know, I like, move my arm up, and uh, shoulder usually gets sore after a day of doing that. <laughs> um. Let's call it work. You know? hey, that's what it is.
1: You're just not used to. It.
2: <laughs> but I, I tell you, I, it's always the Liberty Bowl. I think's fun. I, I, I didn't realize how special it was. Obviously, I came to Memphis. Um, but uh, neat environment, a lot of people there. You know, it, you know, it's a little bit busier than a regular game. And it, it, now that obviously Memphis is there, that'll make it kind of fun too. Well,
1: uh, I've been to a number of them. Uh, biggest one probably was Bear Bryant when Alabama played here. Oh yeah, Bear Bryant's the last game, uh-huh. and then he died later that year. Yeah. Um, uh, But uh, this year will be fun. I remember also one year I, I took an RV. I, I was doing a, a story on RVs. And so this RV company, will be driving one to see what it's like uh-huh. and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> They're hard to drive. Well, you, you, it says it's like 50 feet. And we're on uh, Central going toward the Liberty Bowl. And I had my son a bunch of college friends with us. And, and they said that um, uh, we came to this railroad track. And I said, I wonder how, I said, look at my son. I said, how tall did he say this thing is? He goes, I don't know, Dad, I wouldn't listen. <laughs> I was just planning
2: on you getting me there.
1: This other kid on the thing, uh, sort of like the scene out of uh, It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World with uh, Bill Silvers. He's getting right across the stream. This kid, he goes, how deep is the stream? Not very deep. <laughs> it turned out to be deep. But this kid goes, oh, my dad's got one of these. He goes through here all the time. I said, well, okay, here we go. So I'm driving under and it's got like a little radio antenna on the very top, and you can hear it on the, the rails under the railroad trestle. <laughs> no, it was going boing, boing, <laughs> boing. It was very close. Uh, tonight, uh, the NFL Thursday night football game, it is the New Orleans Saints versus the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Boy, that'll be an exciting one. You think so? <laughs> no. But yeah, actually, both teams are supposed to be – uh very pretty decent this year and uh not so much or definitely the rams and just haven't uh done much this year
1: no and and i really like their quarterback yeah you know, he used to be the quarterback for the uh lions yeah and they just beat the hell out of him for years and then he came to the rams and the rams had a pretty good team and i thought that finally he's going to get a shot at playing with a good team and then they turn out to be so well, done
2: well he got the one year that he made the super bowl but the uh they they just kind of slowly went back yeah. downhill a little bit but
1: so uh this weekend you got uh, the Cowboys are going to be playing the Miami Dolphins. Should and, be a very good ball game. And I was watching uh ESPN this morning and they were saying that the uh, the team they just uh they uh just lost to the Cowboys. The b- Buffalo Buffalo was the number 1 offense uh, as far as, you know, running game. Uh-huh. And this is the number two offense in running games that we play it could be interesting and uh, they said well, what would they will they do the same thing and they said yeah what they're going to do is they're going to do the slant where they make it look like motion's going to the left so all the lime and the block is going to go left and then they do a, the plays is going to go to the right and i said well that's it dallas that's all you gotta do is stop it oh yeah yeah <laughs> they just told you what they're going to do
2: well, you know, actually, it, I, I think the bill, they, they, they just had a good game plan that day because they just kind of ran over the Cowboys. and Well,
1: know, here's here's what I heard, that the Cowboys all had, were sick. They had the flu and the uh-huh. stomach bug, and everybody was weak. They, they, just, they were lifeless.
2: It sounds like you're
1: making excuses. They didn't even make it. <laughs> I didn't hear that from them. This came from somebody that said yeah. Then the, 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 the reason they didn't say anything is they, there's no excuse. You yeah. lost. <laughs> Nobody cares why you lost.
2: And you know talking about exciting games I saw uh, I think this weekend the Washington uh, what are they commandos as we call them and uh, the New York Jets yes and it's the number 32 defense against the number 32 offense a
1: battle <laughs> Galactica
2: <laughs> I just going that's either going to be a 199 score or 1 to zero.
1: So right now do you think that the 49ers are that and they're the same team as they won last year mm-hmm. I mean they got all the same people all the same they're all healthy. I, but, but anything can happen. I mean, that, there's one thing I've discovered in the NFL. Any team can want and yeah, beat somebody that's unbeatable.
2: You know, the first step, you just got to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And then once you get to playoffs, obviously, you get momentum on your side. Things are going well. I mean, it, it, it's, it definitely becomes very important. I think that what helps. And I think that's where the 49ers, they've just done good. They, they've been very consistent all year. So well, that, I, I think that's going to continue.
1: I hope it ends. <laughs> Mike Addison, thanks for <laughs> driving by. Thanks, Earl. All right, Merry Christmas. We'll take a great, quick break, and then Paul Shankham's in the house. Stay with us. And thank you very much. Uh, joining me in the studio is Paul Shanklin and his uh, bodyguard he never <laughs> travels without, which I don't blame him. Yep. She's uh,
3: much tougher than I am.
1: She is. I uh, I was watching this video. Have you seen this video from Houston High School, these two girls in the bathroom beating each other up? <laughs>
3: no, I have not
1: seen this. And I, my daughter uh, graduated from Houston High School, and I sent her the video. I said, you seen this? And this one girl beat the other girl over the head with it, one of those tall drinking cups, you know, with the handle. Oh gosh! And the other one, and they were slamming her head into the restroom stall door, and, and uh, I'm cold. And then all everybody else just standing around filming it and watching.
3: Right, it. I know. That's that's the way we're all both going to pass away. Is somebody's going to be filming it. You can pretty well, much bet on to, that. Beat us to death. Yeah, I think he just he had an accident here, but you know, and I would help him, but. Man, we could get on Facebook with this Facebook Live. You know, we got three thousand hits.
1: <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. But I just said, uh, man. I mean, and, they, and my daughter said she had heard it was uh, they were fighting over some guy i mean they, yeah they, like they,
3: he wants to go out with either one yeah, of them now
1: right. <laughs> you saw what they did to each other you think i'm going out with them
3: uh no i'm gonna leave you alone uh, uh you know i got some things <laughs> i got to do uh, for the next uh two years so i'll be like with you anytime what
1: happened to that sweet little thing yeah, yeah that, uh, uh, not the brute with a drinking cup i kill you <laughs> 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 take this um uh, the a lot's been going on we're going to talk about the stock market and all, but i want to get it go through some of the news making items this colorado thing where they're trying to keep uh trump off the ballot now a number of other states apparently are trying to jump on the wagon
3: yeah that's a, this is the thing with me it's like like they've been mumbling about voter suppression for years yeah yeah this is the uh, republicans are all for voter suppression want, this IDs. is this is the most obvious voter suppression, voter suppression <laughs> i've ever seen you know and it's like well that no, it's it's just defending our democracy. And when they say our democracy, they mean their democracy, yes. right? so.
1: Well, our uh,
3: democracy is at
1: risk. It says, uh, now DeSantis says he will not remove his name from the Colorado ballot, the uh, cut number one. And real quick, a fellow GOP 2024 presidential candidate, Vivek
4: Ramaswamy, saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored, would you do the same?
5: No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court, but I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states, and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game in this situation. But I do anticipate that that decision was political and will
1: get reversed. And I do too. Do you? Lord knows. I
3: mean, uh, none of this has been, as they say, in in uh, in the justice world, adjudicated yeah none of it's adjudicated you could say you know it's 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 just as it's just as stupid to say that we're not going to let him on the ballot because he robbed a bank well no it hadn't been proven yet we haven't you know there has not been a case yet but he could have robbed a bank because he was in town on tuesday uh you know he was in the same vicinity he was in the same vicinity as the bank that was robbed and so until we you trying to prove a negative. They're asking you to prove a negative. Prove you didn't do something.
1: They're even saying that in their decision. They're saying, now, this will not take effect until (laughs) January the 4th if it is not overturned by the Supreme Court first or if he's not convicted by a court because right now he hasn't been charged nor has anybody else been charged with obstruction. Uh, None of those people on January 6th who have gone to prison now said charged. trump
3: did none of them said trump did it
1: and none trump of them were told me to come with...
3: down here and do what i you know this stupid thing i did nobody nobody you know trump didn't tell me to and nobody else from his administration told me to come down here and break into the capitol building
1: yeah so it's uh that here's... would have been
3: nancy pelosi actually yes, yes. Uh, come on in let him <laughs> in Come
1: on in. Now, here's former Attorney General Bill Barr, and I have no idea where this is going to go, but we're going to listen to it. On Colorado Supreme Court, removing Donald Trump from the ballot, uh, cut number
5: three. The core problem here is the denial of due process. Uh, in, to deprive somebody of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One was there an insurrection. Uh, did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And, and second, what was the role of the, of the individual in there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are, those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. Uh, it was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they, they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of witnesses of witnesses they relied on uh... you know the hearings the january six committee hearings which is mostly hearsay there's no there was no right to cross-examine during those hearings and so forth so all the as as the dissent said and by the way the the three democratic ju- uh... justices who dissented their opinions i think are masterful and as they pointed out they said you know, the process here was a procedural frankenstein
1: uh your thoughts on
3: yeah that's the thing is that they're 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 cobbling something together uh the court case in in new york is is similar in that it's cobbled together they're accusing trump of lying on forms to get loans that he repaid well usually when there's fraud involved in a loan situation it's when they don't get paid back yes and then well you know it harm then there's harm, then there's harm, and there's then there's you know you know there's some questions but uh and and when you're valuing a company, usually people who are asking for a loan, you know, and this happens to every bank. people come in and they submit a piece of paper. I'm worth this much on paper, and you know when you own a small business, it is worth something, yep, but what I think it's worth, and then what a bank will loan on are very vastly different things, and they're saying the discrepancy is a crime well no because
1: it's up to the loader it, yeah. to decide and is they, this worth it right or are you worth and
3: it? they do their own numbers they don't say thanks nah. earl thanks for this your company's worth a billion dollars that's really interesting considering here's that what hat. we think is worth <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that same hat you've worn you don't
1: dress like you got 80 billion that's
3: right so uh no they they go well that thanks for dropping this off and then they do their due diligence but that no no crime happened Nobody was left holding the bag. There was no bankruptcy involved. He had he had, had some loans that he had gone bankrupt on. I thought, well, that must be what this... No, no. None of this was. No. And they're trying to take away his ability to do business in New York, where all his properties are, well, a good many of them are.
1: LA. Because and they don't like him.
3: Because they don't like him. Yeah.
6: Imagine that.
1: <laughs> What's your like? A
6: loudmouth Yankee. You don't like a loudmouth Yankee. Lots of people do.
3: Lots of people do.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's just... And you know, you, you piss people off just sounded like him. you. I know, I know, right? I know, I know. I
3: trigger people all the time.
1: Do that in the store, just watch heads head start to swivel.
0: He's here!
3: You know, I don't really like this. This
6: is a very nice place, but they're not nice to me. Last time I was here, they were very nice to me. Now, they're not nice to me. Earl used to be nice to me, but he's not nice anymore.
3: What niceness got to do with anything?
1: They're I've always nothing. thought
3: that was kind of weird. But, but uh, you know, they, he... It's, it's weird because people either really like Trump or they absolutely hate his guts. <laughs> I,
1: I saw a post that was made back when he came here during the last campaign to South Haven, to the Landers Center. To right. speak. And the place was packed, thousands of people standing outside the place. And this person was a liberal. They said, I can't believe there are that many idiots that would attend this despicable man this obstruction of justice this obstructioner
0: he's an obstructioner this this horrible
1: this evil man i'm going the thing about it is they truly believe the people that hate him that they're right and the people that love him whether for whatever reason think that they're right and that is why this country is so divided because they both truly believe that uh, they're right well he is a threat in that he is 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 He's a Republican who actually will
3: do what he says he wants to do.
1: But they think on so many levels.
3: And that, yeah. But I'm just saying that scares the left because usually Republicans will get in office. I I texted Rush about this or emailed Rush about this when when he got in. I said, well, this is usually the week when you find out that that, W or whoever got elected won't be doing the things he said. They start talking about the agenda and weaseling out. And weaseling out. I said, it's on you. I said, this usually is the week of disappointment, and I was ready for it. But Trump is basically saying, no, I'm doing this and this. He's doing exactly what he said he would do.
1: And the funny thing is that when he made the joke about Hillary's emails back, when he said, you know, he said, he admits it, he admits it. He was joking, just like when he said, I'm going to be a dictator for just one day. Hello, Russia. Please
6: get Russia. Please get Hillary's emails (laughs) and send them to me. See, he's communicating with the Russians. In a brown paper bag. (laughs) This is a secret message
1: (laughs) that I'm saying to
6: everybody. It's not a joke. It's a secret (laughs) coded message to the Russians in plain spoken English. Do you understand me? Thank you, Putin. (laughs) Goodbye. Over and out.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, they all said he said it. He admitted it right Here's there. Here's a heard
3: threat it. to our democracy. And who's been taking money from the Russians? Joe uh, Biden and company.
1: Well, from them and everybody else.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the 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 which
1: uh, is what I've always said is the Democrats blame Republicans for what they're actually doing, absolutely. and when they get caught, they're saying you're only accusing me of it because we accused you of it first, right? <laughs> And uh You're a threat to the democracy And then the other day when he said We're taking he, right he was to going vote to be a, a dictator for just one day. I'm going to start drilling again and I'm closing the border. And after that, and back to being just And the all of a sudden
3: everybody starts coming across the <laughs> yeah, border. Right after that, <laughs> yeah. everybody started coming across the border because they yeah. think he's, he's going to be the, and he's going to be president. Yeah. They're thinking, Oh, we better get across the border now. Underly swim, swim
1: harder. <laughs>
3: Yeah, there's people from uh, I saw in uh, on Fox. It was people from uh, India. Yeah, and it's like that's a heck of a swim.
1: Well, what they're doing is they're flying into Brazil and all these other places, and Marching taking up through buses. Mexico, Right. Well, they're taking buses and, and ride the train, and uh, and they're just coming. I mean, if if anybody had ever said we would be invaded by five million Mexicans, you would say. That could never happen.
3: Well, it's it's a, now, five, now it's whatever thirteen million of everybody.
1: Yeah, everybody in the, the whole
3: wide world, and and the Mexicans going. <laughs>
1: not no, not just...
3: that many of us really want to go up there. <laughs> what and... you are saying,
1: it, get out of the way. These people are on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get here, and I saw today where ICE has all these uh, uh, prison beds for all these people are supposed to be uh, holding. Right, they're all empty. Right, and we're paying for them every day. And yet they're sending them to New York to stay in five star hotels. This is this hotels. is one
3: of those things that it's like um, it's such a mistake. It's not something you could fix in in a in a year or in a decade. It'll be the rest of our lives yeah. before they corral this mess yeah. and figure it out. And that was the plan was just overwhelm overwhelm the, overwhelm the system, and then uh, you know the then back. we then we then then say wow we gotta we gotta change things because it just doesn't work.
1: The system's broken. Yes. The system's you broken. Broke you
3: broke it. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back and hear Joe Scarborough rebuking Bill Barr's what he called laughable complaints over the Colorado Trump uh, ruling. So we'll talk about that when we come back with Paul Shanklin. Yeah. Grooving on a Sunday afternoon with Paul Shanklin.
3: You know how you know you know how you know you're getting old?
1: uh yeah when well no no I know, I know, no
3: no how i know is that i have to look <laughs> at my pill box to see what day I mean, <laughs> well it must be this must be wednesday because uh, well wait no all <laughs> the pills are gone it's thursday i'm working on this pile
1: well that's how and you have to remember did i already did i take my pills early or did i take them late
3: oh gosh well she's got a thing for that she has hers all broken out by hour you know all the uh-huh our I sections I just, the sections See, for the they tell me is, to
1: take some of mine to different times of the day i go i can never do that i can do it once a day i can remember to do something once a day but that's right. it and then and then and then i hope i do it
3: yeah i just hope i don't
1: take two of and, anything and then kathy goes I, i'll tell her well i'm out of pills she goes why didn't you give me some warning you know i've right. got to order they just told just have those well i can so take your gonna, pills <laughs> if anything ever happens to me what's going to happen to you i said well i'm gone not long yeah. after you are <laughs> this is what's gonna happen to me i'll be catching
3: the next vote
1: uh we were talking about joe scarborough who's not one of my favorite people you know this guy used to be a republican congressman from the panhandle of florida destined i think <laughs> don't
3: you know they're they're embarrassed
1: uh and then he goes voted so, for him. yeah and yeah. then then it turns into a democrat how do you do that I mean, well we, you meet mika Brzezinski. but they didn't meet till they started mika doing the Brzezinski. show he, 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 he had already made the switch right and then uh then they meet and they were both buried to other people that they meet and then they divorce their 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 spouse yeah,
3: with all that time on the air and yeah. you find out that you have a lot in common
1: oh listen all the people i ever anchored with i, I stayed with the one i came with <laughs> <laughs> but uh joe uh rebukes bill Barr's laughable complaints over he's Colorado. only a lawyer yeah. he's,
3: he's only a He's only a successful, the, accomplished,
1: very smart lawyer. He's the attorney what does general. No, yes, and been attorney general. Yeah, so let's listen to that. Cut number five
4: well he does dismiss way too kindly i again i understand the political impact of this year a couple of laughable arguments though that if you hear somebody saying today feel free to to to, to, to mock them uh, uh don't mock them i'm just joking it's a christmas season be sweet and maybe just gently correct them the number one thing is that this is some kind of leftist plot this is not a leftist plot. This idea this law review paper this approach was actually framed by two of the two highly respected members of the federalist society People that the new members of the Supreme Court that were appointed by Donald Trump know all too well and have read all too often to just simply dismiss this as some of le- some sort of left-wing legal conspiracy. So, Sam, you're exactly right. I think Bill Barr was wrong to dismiss it out of hand and saying it was, quote, stretching the law. It's not stretching the law. The second thing is, again, how anybody that supports Donald Trump can say with a straight face that this is Anti-democratic, as Sam said again. It's this just goes back people's to January sixth. That's not anti-democratic anti-democratic actions that were taken against the United States of America since Fort Sumter.
1: Ah, Joe, you're just a big blowhard.
3: Well, you remember those those Yankees coming down here and uh, getting Fort Sumter and all that. Uh, you can't trust a Yankee. <laughs>
0: They fired on us. They fired on us. Those <laughs> Yankees that took over Fort Sumter. We told them not to do it. Don't do <laughs> but that. They, but they
1: did it anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, but
1: he said, and we just talked about that it was, you talk about anti-democracy, not letting right. people vote. How much more right. anti-democracy can you get?
3: Yeah, you know, it's just whether you like. You know, it's like when when uh, when somebody tears up somebody's yard signs because they don't like the candidate that's in your yard. You know, that's you know, people have a right to be stupid. They have a the right to be wrong in this country. They have a right to protest. I mean, what was Black Lives Matter? What all that stuff? They were burning, trying to burn down courthouses. I think that is insurrection
1: yeah, and they myself had, they and who was in charge weapons. of that
3: yeah and they had weapons and they, and they did were
1: burn things down going crazy there were no weapons on january the 6th they there didn't were, burn, they anything, didn't to burn the ground. anything down in fact they took tours of the cabin most of
3: them were just wandering around and they're going look at that martha you're never gonna believe this look where i'm at and they let me in with my helmet with the, with the horns coming off it's something else
1: does this look radical
3: yeah <laughs> might look stupid but it was See,
1: and I've been in, in situation covering news events where crowd mentality takes over. I've seen right, it happen. Right. And, uh, and, in fact, I've even gotten people to stop what they're doing and said, hey, you guys are about to get out of control. Right. And it ain't going to be a good thing. You need to listen to me. Thank God they did. Uh, heck, I've mean, even got a crowd of people. You're going faking to, it. <laughs> I've got a crowd of people that are going to the uh, movie theater in, in Collierville. They were lined up across the street blocking traffic, and I said, folks i'm gonna need everybody to make a big l right here let's do it right now you folks shift to your right there you go wow for what for what movie here yeah for a movie my son goes dad how'd you get him to do that i said you look authoritative and you tell them what to do
3: and you're taller than them
1: <laughs> that always helps <laughs> well it made sense as yeah, well you yeah know? but i think you used to have to have somebody but going in and when all that kind of stuff started if the police had they'd just taken different tactics but i think a lot of them we're part of the problem. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's kind of like uh, you, you do what you were told to do, and they were told not to do anything. Yeah. And then they're all in the building, and then Nancy goes, well, how'd they get in the building? Mm-hmm. She, of course, was the one in charge of the security, so and she let we, them in. And we don't, Let the crazies in. This will be great. My daughter daughter's have, here and filming. and With their, yeah, with we, their
1: yeah. video crew doing It'll a documentary. I've got
3: them. that. I, I recorded it I haven't watched it yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And thank you very much, and welcome back. Paul Shafton is in studio. Once and, um, again. Once again. Once again. And I was just looking at something uh, on Drudge. It said that uh, Biden's approval rate is back up to 46, a Rasmussen poll. And yet I can't, uh, an ad popped up, and I can't get away from the ad. <laughs> I hate this when it happens. You know I mean? It's
3: I like, hate small screens.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, I got a bigger screen. but Yeah, it's uh, a
3: smartphone, but
1: it's a if i can it's it's a dummy, they, it, it, it's a dummy running it
3: to, <laughs> no it's just you know I, my thumbs or whatever's too big my kids can grab one and go oh yeah it's just like this you do it like this and this and this and this
1: uh show me that again but you think I about it's right so had, hard to do we had the blackberry and it was itty bitty oh
3: teeny tiny
1: and uh and i was able to do that and uh now, i never i never
3: got one of those
1: I actually liked the BlackBerry, and then, then I got the Droid because everybody else was getting an iPhone, and then I finally gave up and got the iPhone.
3: Got to give in. All
1: right, uh, this is the date, 21st December, uh, 23. Approval index, minus 17. Strongly approved, 27%. Only minus 17, and climbing. Star- strongly disapproved, 44%. Total approved, 46%. Totally disapproved, 52%. Um uh, how can anybody approve of what Joe Biden's doing right now with the economy? I mean, uh, and they keep coming out and tell us things are really good. You just don't realize it.
3: Well, the people, you know, the, the and and uh, Gary and I've talked about this before. The job market is still pretty solid. It's actually kind of in normal in normal terms. It's about right. Uh, but uh, and and uh, I talked about this earlier. But the, we have revisions every time they come out with a new number like this morning. They'll come out with a revision for the last quarter or the last month. And all those revisions have been down. I mean, they say the GDP is this. Well, they'll come back and, well, it's not that. But it is, you know, it's it's actually, you know, five-tenths smaller. Um, You've got that, uh, you know, a a not terrible uh, continuing claims. But continuing claims is people looking for jobs can't find them. And that is increasing over time. Slowly, but it is surely increasing over time. And uh if companies can't make their 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 nut, they hate to let people go, especially after COVID because it was hard to find people. But eventually, inevitably, if they don't have the money, that's the last place to cut. First thing they cut is advertising and then going through the list. You know, start stop all new projects, stop, you know, just stop spending money, stop spending money. Every and then uh, hope, hoping that they can get through it and the next thing to go is jobs so jobs is the 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 biggest lagging indicator of a recession when that number comes out flashing a hey, you know we're, we're regressing and we are slowly regressing uh, I'm thinking sometime next year would be nice uh, to have a nice recession about mid-year
1: well, I think. The, the thing about it is, that like last week, the market went up five hundred points. Right, and then this week it went down five hundred points. <laughs> Enjoy and, the ride. And it was on the uh, optimism uh, survey that came out.
3: Well, it and the and that and uh, uh, the the reason things start going up is FOMO, fear of missing out, because people, well, I don't want to miss out, and 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 if you see that trend. You know, if you got five days where things are really hot, well, you know it's probably gonna. People are wanting to put money into the market, but uh, they that doesn't mean they're smarter than you. Uh, And and you could have you could have a situation. Anything can happen in markets, and that's the way to really look at it. Because saying that everybody, you know, you got find one guru and he understands all of it. I've read so much stuff over the years. I've come to the conclusion it's going to do what it wants to.
1: And, and nobody uh, knows what it's going to do right
3: you could have a you, we could i'm thinking that going forward here it's going to be pretty much going sideways i think that's the best case scenario meaning so the, flat yeah fi- flat going a little bit up a little bit down a little bit up and that's that would be okay i'd be okay with that uh if we have a really uh a recession that hits harder than anybody thinks it will it's going to take it down a notch and i mean a good notch because we haven't technically been in a recession um you know or an announced recession since the 80s yeah since well no since uh 08 08 was definitely a recession you know when it right, hit that's the right. wall hit yeah. the wall so
1: um there was another one in the 80s i don't 80s. think I we're gonna have that. One. i don't
3: think we're gonna have that but you can have we've had inflation and there's a good chance we can have deflation because you know all of a sudden we've got too many goods you've got uh the ISM for say the New York area was like supposed to be plus four and uh, manufacturing index supposed to be plus four. And it ended up being negative 14. It's contracting manufacturing is contracting. Now it's not the biggest part of the economy, but it is, it is a bellwether that, Hey, people aren't ordering these things. We're going to quit making them. You know, we're, 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 they see (laughs) soft demand for manufactured goods, cars, well, kind of they're,
1: they're cranking cars out because uh, they're they're selling them again, and the, the manufacturers, the UAW strike is over, right? So the backup on those, but it's like I was talking by Jim Karras the other day. I was going to just sit in a Corvette and see if I could get right. in one. I didn't have one to sit in. They had four earlier the week. I came in there by Friday. They'd sold all of them, right? And that, that's a hundred thousand dollar car.
3: They're all hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Well, you're right. I think
1: a pickup truck is hundred thousand dollars. I know, I, know. I
3: can't believe that. I couldn't believe that when I paid, you know, fifty thousand dollars for my last one and that was twenty fifteen.
1: Uh, I just I, I mean, it's like
3: and uh, not not that that's the reason I don't let anybody borrow it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I saw one of, my, one of my neighbors put up an ad on Facebook for you he's selling his it. golf cart. Everybody out there where I live has a golf cart. Ten thousand dollars for a used golf cart. My first car was $1,500. Right. You I can't know. find a car for $1,500. Oh, you can
3: find a, a car. You just can't find one. Does that it run? run? It's got a few problems.
1: <laughs> it was R- a little Volkswagen radio, bug.
3: Radio could work. Oh,
1: It only had an AM radio. It didn't have an FM. I remember that. Right. it uh, said, nah, that <laughs> FM ain't going to be around long.
3: <laughs> it's a fad. It's a fad. It's a fad. That it's, internet, that internet's a fad. It's, it's not good for anything. Uh, maybe it isn't
1: uh, so when you look at uh, this christmas i mean i drove by the shopping center here at i-240 and poplar on the way in you could the toward the target and best buy is not a parking place i uh, went out the other day to trying to find some decorations i want to replace some of those colored lights on my deck they have out there i couldn't find any lights now did they not just like you were saying a lot of people did just didn't order yeah they didn't order as much they didn't matter. and then i've heard some ships got containers full of those lights that are stuck in the red sea someplace right That could be
3: so. Uh, I think, I think the retailers, they got, they get whipsawed, you know, when they couldn't get stuff, they ordered too much of it. And when it got here, they couldn't sell it all. So they're trying to be like, uh, you know, Walmart does this, is that they're trying to be, you know, very on time so that they don't have, they don't have shelves. They don't have a lot of storage there. It's just on time delivery and ordering. That's the goal uh but uh trying to keep a really tight ship because nobody wants to get caught in a recession with a bunch of inventory because yeah. i got to pay taxes on inventory and it's like
1: oh that's a that's a valuable part of the well, company and if you're in the grocery business it don't last and it do not last certain things, things yeah, yeah yeah
3: and if you had if you had this year's hot toy guess what next year it won't be anybody's hot toy no. it'll be forgotten so you don't want to get stuck with inventory
1: are you seeing in the stores like i, I go to the store a lot uh, for us uh but I, i'm seeing things sold out right now but i think that's everybody geared up for christmas uh coming up This i think it's Monday. i think
3: it's not total shortage like it was after covid but it's uh like like you said it's uh you know people are still buying the the trend of the the trend for credit uh you know credit card debt is is as high as it's ever been yeah. and now they've got something new which is this you know four easy payments you know i go on and they you know, buy a pair of sneakers would you like to do that in four easy i bought a holster the other day
1: four actually payment? bought
3: I, you know I bought two holsters and they were like <laughs>
1: well, they said see so, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so
3: uh well they were on sale I'm sorry it was 25 off and I've been messing around messing around so I finally uh, ordered these things and uh new gun new holsters so uh I I get uh I, I, I and and they had would you like to do this in four easy payments you know it's a hundred dollar purchase and it you like to do it in four easy payments that keeps popping up and people are choosing it and it's kind of like the old you know uh 12 months, same as cash deal. And, mm-hmm. You know, if you pay it off on time. They don't
1: charge you any interest. Right.
3: But if you miss a payment. Boom. They hit you over the head. <laughs> and that that has grown. That's grown exponentially. And, and most, like 40% of those people that have, have borrowed money that way are behind. Yeah. I mean, they're Back behind there. on a pair of sneakers. Everybody's short on cash. They've got, you know, got, they're buying a lot of stuff, but they're short on cash. They're using credit to fill in the blanks for inflation and uh hoping that things will come down i mean well, gas has come down but, but the only student loans
1: all kicked back in in october yeah. they had the largest default on non-payment student loans in the history of student loans they're not ready and they and they're all complaining now that i heard a girl on nbc this morning saying she's already paid off a hundred and something thousand still owes oh seventy thousand she goes how does that happen I go, how did you ever borrow $170,000 for your... Yeah. I mean, that's...
3: well hopefully the parents didn't co-sign you know i didn't co-sign no. anything for my kids because my dad said c is you say, yeah.
1: in in may no is what I, he said
3: i don't co-sign anything for anybody <laughs> okay for my wife i would co-sign well,
1: that's because you got half of everything anyway
3: i know yeah it's half hers anyhow <laughs> at some point
1: right. so so well, we got to uh, take a quick break we'll come that. back and, and wrap things up yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta well, while we can yeah we, we do that we'll right. be back okay And welcome back on this uh, Thursday afternoon uh, in the holiday season. Christmas next Monday. Don't forget that. That's Paul, right. Paul Shanklin. I got to get, too.
3: I got to get, Never mind.
1: You, you guys are already, <laughs> I know, Angie. You, you guys are all, you got all the food, in the house. Oh, yeah. You got uh, the, we gotta the cook trees. You got to
3: cook it. We're going to do, we're going to, we've got a, we've got a, well, we got sort of a plan. Some of the things we hadn't really thought about. I hadn't thought about, but we're going to inject. We got a, I got a, a, uh, a Traeger Cajun grill. injector. Well, we're gonna do. We're gonna make our own. We're gonna use yeah. avocado oil and and some spices and one thing. We got we got two turkey breasts and one whole turkey, and we're just gonna try different things. Be the you know.
1: What was that thing that Madden sh- used sh- to do? The duck, the turk, duck turducken, turducken. Yeah, well, it turducken. Had a, it had a, a duck, a chicken, and a turkey all somehow that, smashed together. That
3: sounds like one of those internet crazy things everybody's doing it like the tide pod challenge yeah well they they debone
1: it and then they they tie it all together and stuff
3: it up into the turkey cavity see i like
1: things separately (sighs) me too yeah it's like i like when i I have a steak i like the steak to be here the potato there right and whatever else you don't want the turd duck no (laughs) <laughs> nah, I don't want it all smashed together. Eventually, it gets smashed together anyway. But right? Not yeah. Now. You don't want to see that. Yeah. You don't want to. You know, I don't want to look it. like a, a food wreck. Yeah. I want it to be. And coming out of the you know, here, just, take, just take it
3: out of the turkey. <laughs> ah, come on. And I you, don't I don't like to stuff a turkey. It's like yeah, nah. we're gonna put the stuffing and up inside the, the body cavity of this turkey.
1: They actually say that it's dangerous to do that because the heat. Doesn't penetrate right far enough, and you're better to cook the turkey, the dressing in a pan yeah. outside the
3: turkey. I like my dressing dry.
1: If you want to put something in there, put better. an orange or an apple or something that right. to help moisturize it.
3: But you're talking about doing the duck with the a la roche. A la ronde. a, a la la ronde. Ronde. And, Take, and so you
1: stuff it with yeah. oranges. You put orange, cut up oranges, and put that in there. And that not with the
3: m- with the rind on it or off. They, that's bad. We'll just cut it up and the, put it the in the there. Orange, if you think you, you just going throw it away. Rind, it. Right uh, for,
1: to, for for. When you want the spray from it, from right, it. right, right, and so it just adds moisture. But then you baste it in uh, Grand Marnier,
3: and if you drink enough of the Grand manier you don't care what it tastes well,
1: like. Well, if you drink too much Grand manier it gives you indigestion because it's yeah. so sweet. Uh, <laughs> but it baked it just caramelizes on there, right? And it is absolutely delicious. And yeah. you can get the ducks at Buster's Butcher, uh,
3: and they're fresh ducks, not frozen.
1: Well, no they have been they're frozen. frozen Okay, okay, although they're not in the frozen bin, they're just in the meat counter, so they may not be frozen Oh, okay, well, that's uh, the thing I took pictures of them. I didn't actually feel them I Did love they...
3: duck uh you know it's, some years I go duck hunting, but, but it's, it's a lot a lot
1: yeah. cheaper to go buy a duck, than it go is duck to go hunting. shoot a duck,
3: yeah, but you know you get to take out a take out a wild animal, you know
1: yeah, so. well, I do that now, I squirrels, yeah. <laughs> What it's not if, quite what is exciting is a duck. What have duck ever done but, to anybody but, but a duck never ate my house and I know, squirrels I know. do. And then <laughs> and then they're out there eating all the acorns. They were screaming the
3: at me the other day. One was uh was was up on the porch looking in the window and I, I I I came up to the window and ran off and then got in the tree and was barking at me.
1: They do have a bark. and Do you know that yeah. squirrels actually have a dialogue? They have different sounds for different, uh, threats. What's
3: the sound of uh, Earl just shot me.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> he got me, he got me. Actually, they just kind of jump up and shake. Real yeah, harder. I know, I know. That's like, and, uh, and a lot of times they, they run right for the golf course to get away. Right. So Die on the green. So I don't <laughs> even have to pick them up and throw them out there, you know?
3: Well, if you just nick them. Actually,
1: it's really a bit, I guess we've got varmints because if I do hit one, they're, They're gone. gone the next They're, day. There's more. Day. There's
3: there's a lot more hawks than you know. Yeah. And in our our yard, which is all trees, uh, was we were getting ready to leave the house, and if you just kind of look up in the tree sometimes you just see this big old hawk just kind of sitting well, there going,
1: "Okay, that's what they do, waiting for dinner." They're hawk eyes.
3: Yeah, they are. And <laughs> we got owls out there too. They get an
1: owl Yeah, they yard. they
3: went after uh, the next door neighbor's German Shepherd. Had it, had Picked a, up yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, going for it. I mean. And and put uh, uh, they they it was bleeding when it came in from being out you know at night let it out to go and to go so it hit. and and it, it came back in it's petting it and his blood and then they they took it to the doctor and it's talon marks it's and you know uh, they they hunt at night so it had gone down thinking man this is a big dinner <laughs> and tried to pick it up and run off with uh, with him
1: well the I saw Didn't a happen. video yesterday of a eagle bald eagle coming down and a fox had a rabbit the bald eagle swoops down goes right past the fox's head grabs the rabbit lifts up the fox trying to hang on with his teeth oh, can't yeah. do it falls off and the eagle flies away the fox yeah. goes i had that rabbit <laughs> it was mine <laughs> and he stole it from me
3: yeah we we have uh we we've, we've seen uh we've seen them swoop down and get uh, frogs we have or, okay. or toads whatever we have out front a lot of a wet area and they they come through the woods and you know you're thinking how, how are they not hitting all these saplings
1: and going through all this stuff they're stunt pilots
3: yeah and go down and and nab a, nab a
1: well they toad do that. And, they already ate all my koi in my pond yeah and i thought it was something like a cat or, or raccoons uh, raccoons and then one day i saw the hawk in the in the tree above it and he just swooped down hits the water like he's diving in grabs it and flies out says thanks Thank you. Thanks, Errol. Paul Jenkins, thank you very much. Yeah. And Merry Christmas. Tell Angie Mer- Merry Christmas for me. Merry
3: Christmas. Merry
1: Christmas. Ah, uh, I love you both.
3: Yeah, I was on you. We'll yeah, see
1: you man. tomorrow at the same time.